never saw, I would never go back. I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had. I was running, I was searching, but every place I turned for heat left me more broken than the last. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse, where they see me at my worst, to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. Tried to walk on my own, but I wound up alone. Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross It's not a trophy for the winners It's a shelter for the sinners And it's right where I belong Take me back to the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones church i want you to get up and go to church i can tell you where fine what is it's out there and and uh call for camp a road they call that place out there brewer town but uh, uh you know where it's at if you out from that way just cross the perry county line on camp a road it's pastor steve brewer and pineview church of god fine place to go to i want to thank them this morning for sponsoring this program i, I, I want to thank jesus christ for what he did on the cross i, I think 93.1 and 106.9 for putting this on uh <clears throat> they 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 let us come on and preach the gospel each and every sunday and, and i want to thank uh but Brother Don, who'll be on after me, after every church of God, I know he prays for me. There's a lot of people. I thank all of y'all that pray for me. Uh, uh, I want to give thanks to Victory Baptist Church for the people there. That's my church. But hey, there's something about going to church. There's something about being around fellow believers. There's something about 
hearing the preaching in the flesh. Now, don't get me wrong. You know I love radio preaching. You know I do. But but it, it don't take the place of being surrounded by fellow saints and listening to a man of God preach the holy word to you. Oh, I love church. I love it. I love it. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the love of God and our love toward God. And, and, and it's not even equal in comparison. I mean, God said that he makes the rocks cry out to him if we didn't praise him. You know, you got to stop and think about that statement. You know, here it is, the, the, the creation of the rocks, the mountains, the trees, they acknowledge there's a God. And you got to think about uh, the whole universe, in fact, knows that there's a God, but we, as a whole, we don't believe in God. And, and it's crazy how, how God loves humanity, how God loves each and every person, but God really loves those that are saved. But, you know, First uh, Peter uh, 3 and 9, you know, he tells us in there, it's God's will that all men should come to repentance, that, that no man should go to hell. But, but because we don't love his son, Jesus Christ, we go to hell. See, God give us something. We wield inside ourselves the most dangerous weapon ever known to mankind. It's more powerful than, than any tank, more powerful than any automatic rifle. It's more powerful than the nuclear bomb. It is the most powerful thing that destroys mankind, and it's called free will. You see, God give us free will because he wants us to praise him freely, not to be forced, not to do it out of a deal, not to do it because you have to, but to do it because you want to. Whether you never receive a blessing, whether you never receive anything, you, he wants us to worship him just out of love. That's it. God wants us to love him. And God expressed his love on the cross. The greatest love story in all of humanity is John 3.16. And it's the most familiar passage. It's get, it's get used probably every day, somewhere in the world, many times over, is quoting John 3.16. For God so loved the world. God loves the world. He loves the people of the world so much that he offers this free will, this, this open invitation that for all men to accept his son, that he loved the world so much that he gave his son, he gave his son someone that he loves completely and totally and has been in eternity with his son. And he gave us his son to die for our sins. Why? So that we shouldn't perish. We shouldn't go to hell, but have everlasting life. What an awesome love story. And I'll be coming to you this morning out of the, the Song of Solomon, chapter 8. And, and the book of Solomon, it, it, it's, a, it's a romance between a husband and a wife. It, 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 it's, it's a beautiful story. And 
the Jews use this Song of Solomon as a love relationship between them and God. And, and we use it as a relationship between us and Christ. And, and, and I want you to understand, if you ever read the Song of Solomon, it's about a love relationship between husband and wife. Between husband and wife. You see, the devil wants to pervert it and, and talk about uh, uh, homosexual love and fornication love and adultery love. And, 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 and it, it's lust, it's not love. It's lust, it's not love. And we, we deceive ourselves in believing that we love this person, but really we lust this person. See, you can't, and, and people cover it with, with, with the Bible verse, uh, uh, love covers a multitude of sins. But you got to understand, there's requirements for that love to cover a multitude of sins. You don't get to have a relationship like you want to. You have to have a relationship with Christ the way he set it up. He put boundaries. He put laws. He put regulations on love. But he gives you free will. You can mess it up if you want to. And, and, and I hear people all the time talking about, uh, well, well, I love her. Then put a ring on her finger. Uh, you know, and I, and I do talk to homosexuals, and I, and I do tell them that 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 Christ loves them, but He can't save them in their sin. And, and I don't understand how preachers can marry people of the same sex when it's in direct violation of the law. It's in direct violation of how God commands us. God did not command. He did not okay. He did not approve of any love except man and wife one man one woman and and it's it's crazy how much god loves us and and, and I, w I want to read right here in, in in chapter 8 of the the book of solomon the song of solomon uh in the sixth verse he says set me as a seal upon thy heart and as a seal Upon thy arm, for love is strong as death. Oh, listen Listen to what he said over in Ephesians. Listen, Ephesians 1 and 30. In whom ye also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. After you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. After you heard that Christ came and, and, and was born of a virgin. Which was a prophecy from Genesis 3. The seed of a woman. It was He was born in a mother that had never been with man. She was a virgin but yet she had a child. His name was Jesus. Emmanuel the Messiah. The anointed one. And this child rose up. And by age 12 was talking to doctors and Pharisees about about the, the, the Bible and the mother come back to get him and he said no you're not I am about my father's business he was always about his father's business he told him I've told you everything the father have told me to tell y'all he did it perfectly he did it completely at age 30 he started his ministry and he come in preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand repentance sounds like a, a mean thing you mean I can't do what I want to do that's 
exactly right because there is things that you can't do as a Christian. I, I hear people tell me all the time, well, I don't go to church, but I believe in Jesus. And, and I even hear them talk about how they tell so-and-so, they come up to me, and, and I'm not saying they're bragging, but they want to let me know that they talked about Jesus to somebody at work, but they don't go to church. Hey, going to church, Christ died to be the head of the church. The church is very important. But you see how the devil tries to destroy the church. There's a lot of devils in the church. You hear what I'm saying? There's a lot of people in church that stir up trouble all the time. That's the plan of the devil, to keep people out of church. Because how can they hear without a preacher? We have to fight against that. You've got to get into church. You've got to hear the preaching. You've got to hear the teaching. You've got to be around fellow believers. Because the devil knows his days is short. He knows he's he, he's trying to, to get us out of there. You can't do it without Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't do it your own way. You cannot do this your way. You have to do it his way. L- listen to another one. Ephesians uh, uh, 4 and 30. And, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Listen. He said, put a ring on that finger. He tells you to marry that woman or, or, or to marry that man. You know, we have to realize that, that the commandment, we're supposed to love God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to love the three in one with all of our hearts, all of our souls, with everything we got. We're supposed to love him. We're supposed to love him above all and above everything else. We are supposed to love Jesus Christ with everything that we are. Listen, I want to read this right here to you. Listen to this verse. Romans 8 and 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to repeat this in a different way. I want this, I want it to say from you. Let's say, Danny, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God who is found in me. That I love Jesus that much. See, he loves us that much that height, the depth, creature, nothing can separate him from loving us. I want to be able to say the same thing. Nothing can separate me from loving my Savior. No woman can come in and make me fornic- make me cause adultery. There's no drugs going to come into my life. There's no stealing going to come into my life. There's no drunkenness. There's no, no sin is going to come between me and my Savior. I'm going to pray to Him. I'm going to love Him more and more each day. Why? Because He loved me first and He died on Calvary's cruel cross. And if you read the book of Solomon, you see how intimate this husband and wife is. And I want you to know, and and please get perversion out of your mind, but I want you to know how much we're to love Christ. When you read the Song of Solomon, you see that this man cared deeply for this woman, and this bride cared deeply for her husband. And, and, And that type of intimacy, that type of love that no one can break through, nothing can cause these two to separate. They are madly in love with each other. And I want to ask you, are you madly in love with Jesus? Jesus Christ or, or do you just think about him from time to time do, do you just call upon him when you need him you know one crazy thing to me is that we it seems like we never pray when everything's okay 
But when we get down and out, we remember what he's all about. You see, and these movies that you watch, even them old westerns, you know, they want to give a nod to God. They want to say, hey, God, I appreciate what you know. Will you think you're equal to God that that you can live like a devil and cuts, cuss and spit and kill? And then you just say, nice looking out, big guy. I hate when people think that they're on the same level with God, that they can just say like, like he's a like he's some cool dude, like he's one of your brothers, you know, that, that you just talk to him. Yes, Christ said, he's your friend. But he's a holy friend. He's a reverent friend. He said, no greater love than this, that a a man lay down his life for his friend. He said, and I call you my friends. Yes, we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. God sees us equal to his son when he sees the blood applied to our lives. We become one of the sons of God. But at the same time, you've got to realize that Christ ranks higher than we do. You've got to realize that when you're praying to God the Father, you're praying through God the Son with God the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. When you get saved, God comes and lives inside of you. And he helps you to make these decisions. And and I want you to know, if you say you can't hear God, then you better check your salvation because the God is inside of you if you are saved. He said, I will come make my abode in you. The Holy Spirit will come, the Holy Ghost will come and live inside of you. Now there is evidences later on. There is gifts of speaking in tongues. There's gifts of prophecy, gifts of teaching. But the day you get saved... You, 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 the Holy Spirit called. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send one to you. The only way you can receive the Holy Ghost is through faith in Jesus Christ. And when it said, any, any that believeth in him. See, when you believe in something, you believe in it wholeheartedly. I, I believe by faith that, that, that this chair is going to hold me up. I, I didn't go out there this morning and, and, and take my jumper cables ready to jump my truck off. I believe by faith that my truck was going to crank when I turned the key over. See, we got to believe by faith. You got to have that natural faith that Christ is with you everywhere you go. And you got to be able to listen to him and understand what he's saying. He said, try the spirits. That is not God telling you to slap somebody. That is not Christ telling you to marry the piano player if you're the preacher. That is not Christ telling you uh, 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 to lust over somebody. I'm, what I'm trying to get to you this morning is that we're supposed to love Jesus Christ with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. That's the first commandment. To love God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. To love them first and foremost before anything else, before everything else. God give us his best when he give us his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. He did it all for us. But he wants us to love him back. Not just in the bad times, but in the good times. Learn to praise Him. You had a good time at the fair. Lord, thank you for this wonderful night at the fair. Lord, thank you for this wonderful fellowship we had at church today. Lord, thank you 
that me and my kids had a wonderful time fishing or or we went to the movies. You know, praise him in the good time. Lord, thank you for this paycheck. How many times when you get paid on Friday do you give God the glory and say, thank you that I got some money, that I worked for this money and I got paid. It was because you give me the strength, Lord Jesus. It's because you was with me. I didn't get fired. I didn't run my mouth. I didn't do something to get fired. I didn't act stupid. You kept me, Lord Jesus. You see, I can't keep myself. It's Christ in me that keeps me. The, the old man is dead. The old man is gone. L -l Listen to this. He says, Jealousy is cruel as the grave, the coals thereof of coals of fire, which have a most vehement flame. Do you have that vehement flame? Are you consecrated? Are you dedicated? You see, it's set up, we're the bride, he's the bridegroom. Do you have a vehement, a very, very big, a very hot fire for Jesus Christ? Are you in love with him? Do you praise him? Do you talk to him every day? Have you fallen in love with Christ? If you haven't, you're probably still stumbling. You're probably still falling. You don't have a prayer life. You don't have a time of study. There's things you're not doing. You keep stumbling. You keep falling. Why? Because you haven't fallen in love with Jesus Christ. You must love him above all things. Listen, he said, many waters cannot quench love neither can the floods drown it if a man would give all the substance of his house for love it would be utterly condemned if you give everything that you own it would not compare to the love of christ oh my favorite verse what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What is he saying? Listen to what he's saying. There's nothing on earth better than salvation through Jesus Christ. The most expensive, the most precious thing you have is your soul. Because without your soul, you have nothing but hell to look forward to. You'll have a second death into hell. You can't take money with you to heaven. You can't buy your way into heaven. You can't will yourself into heaven. You know, Christ, God sent Christ to reconcile us, to bring us back to him. He loved walking in the garden with Adam. God didn't have to do that. He loved walking with Adam. And he loves walking with you. He wants to be a part of your life. Not just in the bad times, but in the good times. He wants a relationship with you. And when you love Jesus Christ with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, you know he's going to take care of you. You know he's going to be there. He did it once. He'll do it again and again and again. He will always be there for you. I want you to know this morning... Listen to this verse right. Listen to me. John 14 and 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is he saying? There's a stipulation on the love that you have for Jesus Christ. You see, when we say we love God, well, that don't bring no stipulations because everybody, they, the, the Muhammad has got a God, the, the, uh, uh, 
I can't, the Hindus, they got gods, gods, gods. But look, there's only one true God. Amen. But when you bring it down to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ lays out a pattern of how we're supposed to live. So if you love Jesus, if you say you love him, then you'll keep his commandments. You'll love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And you'll love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you, you'll be wanting to go to church because you want a fellowship with fellow believers. You want to hear the word of God so you can draw closer to your lover. You can draw closer to your Christ, to your Savior. You want to hear that preacher preach. You want to be able to stand up and say hallelujah. But you also want to go and find correction because you want to love Christ perfectly as you can, maturely as you can. So you go to church to hear the preaching, to hear the teaching that sin will not separate you from your master. Sin will not separate you from the one that loves you more than you love yourself. So you go to church for correction, for edification, for wisdom. You go to church to hear how you should properly walk in the words of Christ. John 14, 7 and 8, he said, Beloved, let us love one another for love, for the love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Listen, the greatest word to explain God is love. Now, the word for love, agape, means God's love for man. But that word love that we use is, is used in so many different things. We, you know, we love tea or we love coffee or, you know, we love riding whatever, you know, bikes or motors. Or we, you know, we, we use that word love interchangeably over and over. But there's no word no matter what language you speak, there's no example, there's no man that can equate to us that love, the love that God has for us. It's unimaginable. It's unattainable. But just know that God loves you tremendously. He loved you so much that he paid the price for your soul. He bought you with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. 1 John 4 and 18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment, he that feareth not is made perfect in love. You see, you got to understand that if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. You got to understand Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have to understand that God said, Vengeance is mine. I will repay them to their face. You got God on your side when you love him perfectly, wholly, completely. When you're consecrated, when you're fully dedicated, when you're fully committed to this marriage, he is there. Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend that loveth at all times, and a, he's a friend that loveth at all times. First John eight and eighteen, my little children, 
Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You see, love is an action word. Love is an action word. If you love your wife, you'll get up and work. You'll provide for her. You'll keep her at home. You'll keep the lights on. You'll keep her and the kids fed. Love don't put food on the table. Action does. Women, if, if you work and you support your husband and he supports you and, and, and y'all work and, and y'all keep a clean house and he keeps a clean yard and y'all keep your kids clean and fed and you keep them in church. I mean, love is action. If you love your kids, you're going to take them to church because you don't want them to go to hell. How how horrible would it be if you go to hell and you look around and see your kids in hell with you? And you knew the word. You knew you, what you were supposed to be teaching them. I want you to fall in love with Jesus Christ. Love is an action word. And God showed us action on the cross. That's how much he loved us. That Jesus Christ loved you so much that he took the beatings. That he took the the, the, the cat of nine tails. He took the plucking of the beard. He took the plaited thorns of crowns. He, he took the nakedness. He hung up there naked. He was beat so bad. Isaiah 52 says that you couldn't even recognize him. No man ever took the beating that Christ took. He was beat beyond any other man could be beat. And he did it out of love. So this morning... I want you to fall in love with Jesus Christ. Pray to him. Read about him. Love him more and more each day. And if you don't know him, ask him into your life right now. Just confess. You already know you're a sinner. There ain't no sense of lying about that. Confess him as your Savior. Believe that he rose out of that grave. That he became the atonement for our sins. And on the 40th day, seen by over 500, he ascended into heaven. Where he sits at the right hand of the Father. The next greatest act in the Bible that's going to happen will be the rapture. Are you rapture ready right now? Is there anything you need to repent of? If it is, now's the time. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Father, you are the God of all things, and you are the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, Father, help us to fall in love with you more and more each day. Help us to keep your commandments, and help us to tell the world about your Son, Jesus Christ. For this is a dark and dying world, and it is there is a famine throughout the land for word of God. There's people out there that's never even heard the name of Jesus, and it's the church's fault. Father, forgive us where we fail you. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I love y'all. Brother Don comes on next. God bless you.